Welcome back everyone to the Football Analytics and Rant Show. We've got the finalists for the Copa America as well as the Euros in the last week. And a lot of, lot of intense drama and action. Some really poor refereeing decisions all coming your way. And uh, roll intro. So, uh, welcome back everyone once again to the Football Analytics and Rant Show. So, uh, joining me as always is my dear friend Elijah. And uh, first we'll be looking at the Copa America fixtures. I think uh, those happened first. So, I think uh, we got both of our predictions correct. Uh, Brazil and Argentina both made it to the uh, final. Even though the games didn't look as much as convincing as we would have hoped for. And... Uh, Oh, yeah, so we'll start off with the first semi-final which was Brazil versus Peru. So as I had said before, both teams and when I say both teams, I mean Brazil and Argentina. Uh, they did not look as convincing as they should have because we declare them like default winners kind of thing. But they don't show that. And this game is another example of why that is. And... Uh, this game was still better than the Argentina game. We'll get to that later. So, in this game, uh, obviously, the goal came off an Neymar assist, which is not surprising. And <laughs> after Brazil scored their goal, as usual, all of them, they had no initiative after that. They are like, let's just hold on for as long as possible. Try and minimize the risk as much as possible. Let's try and keep as much of the position as we can. It was all whatever we can. They had no initiative to attack, steal the ball, win it high up or whatever. They had zero initiative. They scored the goal. It's like done. Game is done. We don't <laughs> let them get in. That's all. But all credits to Peru because they kept on trying despite Brazil trying to hog the position, despite Brazil trying to uh, make the game boring and slow and all of that. Peru kept trying till the end and that is one thing that we definitely have to admire. And though they could not get many shots on target, uh, they actually played really well and their movements were good, which is why there were quite a few, what should I say, uh, fouls in the game. I think there were a total of some 30, 40, not 40, maybe 30 fouls in the game. But then in, in the knockout stages of the Copa, I don't know, it's just taken for granted that there are so many fouls. <laughs> Every two minutes, there'll be a whistle because someone on the, is rolling on the floor. <laughs> so all credit to Peru for playing well. And yeah. I think Brazil should definitely be improving. And like I said, like I'm not saying the Copa and the Euros are not that important and all of that. They are very important competitions. But if you look at them in the perspective of uh, the World Cup, this tells us how far they are in their preparation. And judging by what we see with all the South American teams, they are lagging by, I don't know, three light years from their European counterparts. And if this keeps going on, they are going to get a good thrashing. Yes, Jitu. Yeah, I have same opinion about the game. I think uh, Brazil again did the same thing they did in the last game. They just scored the goal and they just sat back inviting um, the pressure. And I don't think uh, they are a team that are capable of doing that. Not particularly the strongest team in defense. Because they were giving Peru so much space to run into. So much. I, th- I think most of Peru's shot came after... 
Brazil scored the uh, goal and most of the big chances also came after that and all credits to peru like they were it was always up against like they were always going to be the underdogs in this game and uh, they certainly managed to punch above their weight and i think reaching the semi final itself is a big achievement and uh, i hope they can carry this on and possibly make it to the uh, world cup finals next year i think they already qualified last year i think it will be a boost if they keep on qualifying consistently for the world cup as a nation as well so i think that's all about the game i think yeah of course i have to mention lucas paqueta i think this is his consecutive game uh, scoring the only goal for brazil so he's been good for them and neymar again with assists so brazil definitely have to uh, improve their game uh, and also another team we're going to talk about uh, soon i think uh, we'll talk about in the next game i think argentina versus colombia so what's your view on this yeah so this was an other game which was directly an insult to everyone watching the game because they somehow argentina somehow managed to score the goal through lautaro martinez and yes he did get the goal but i didn't think he was impressive uh, throughout the game so they got the goal early on in the 7th minute or so and after that it was absolute it was an absolute snooze fest i actually managed to doze off in between the games and this <laughs> is the time that i'm regularly awake that's when i'm the freshest in the day and i dozed off twice during the game i'm like i can't take this they were not doing jack shit like argentina they scored the goal they are like done and uh, uh, colombia after that they when they realized that no argentina are not going to try and press up uh argentina chi colombia started playing really well and they started pushing a lot uh, started getting into very threatening areas and obviously all credit to luis diaz because he played brilliantly argentina were literally not able to even touch him and they even had a second half sub- uh, substitution i think uh, where they had a change of the right back i guess because luis diaz plays on the left they tried to get more stability in the defense but it was pointless because he was first of all too fast and he was very very good on the ball so coming back to argentina yes they did win the game the penalty shootout but all of that credit goes only to emiliano martinez that guy was insane three saves in a penalty shootout is unbelievable especially at that level and there were a lot there was a lot, apparently there was a lot of trash talk going on during the penalty shootout and they were obviously there's a part of the mind games and i understand but uh they managed to hold on and the other thing i wanted to talk about this game was uh, there were i think there were 40 fouls or something let me just click on that yes, there were yes, 47, 47 fouls in the fouls. game <laughs> I I kid you not you could not watch 5 minutes of continuous play literally not even 5 minutes of continuous play throughout the game every 2 minutes the whistle is blown somebody is on the floor rolling every 2 minutes I am not even joking if you want go watch the full replay there is a foul literally every 2 minutes sometimes within 10 seconds you will foul him they'll take the free kick by the time the ball is the next person itself there's another foul I'm like what is going on here when the ISL launched in india in the first year maybe first two years there were fouls of of this magnitude but this even surpassed that <laughs> and this is a semi final of copa america i don't understand what these guys were thinking and if you are thinking no argentina were playing fairly you know argentina had 20 fouls 
and Colombia had 27 fouls so there was not much difference i think the seven fouls extra difference came because they were trying to foul messi other than that there was nothing else both of them were playing horribly and that is i don't know at that level those number of fouls should be i don't know should not be considered but then we come to the euros and that is a different <laughs> dimension of referee like yeah, god knows dude and uh, beside that what should i say yeah uh, there was this picture of messi being circulated with blood on his socks and crap like that so actually when that happened during the game i saw him roll i'm like who is this joker who's rolling seven times like after <laughs> messi got it some five times he was rolling i'm like what the hell is going on who is this joker who's rolling i'm like oh that's messi dude what the hell and then he stood up and he was wincing for a while i'm like okay this does not look like his acting i know messi does act obviously he does act all uh adwet told me a few days back that apparently most of these professional footballers have a session in a course called theatrics so they specifically learn how to act okay, so that's i'm not surprised new. that all of them do this yeah so i didn't uh, so it's not surprising that all of them dive and all do all this nonsense but like after he rolled i saw messi wincing for quite a long time i'm like okay there's something wrong here and then they showed the blood on his sock and all of that and yes it does happen in football and yes he did carry on so all props for him for that but uh i think the star of the game was hands down emiliano martinez because without him oh my god dude he saved insane penalties and that is uh, there is no what should i say comparison to things like that because you are under pressure you make one mistake and you miss out on the cup and emiliano martinez apparently in august of 2020 when this was originally supposed to happen had said that i hope i can make i can help messi win the world cup i think that's trending on social media now especially after his penalty shootouts so i saw it on twitter a lot so apparently he said i want to help messi win the world cup next year if possible i will give my life for making him win it i know it sounds cheesy but he actually said it so all credits to him because it showed on the pitch and a uh, salute for that brilliant brilliant show yeah yeah definitely um i for me also i think he's the he was the best player on the pitch i guess maybe and saving three it's not even a miss like he literally saved uh, three uh, penalties and uh, for people who don't know much about this talking and also it's basically mind games the forwards or like penalty takers also do that with the keeper the keepers do it back like who managed to win like it's penalties you might say it's about placement everything like everything actually happens in the mind if you win in the mind no if even your simplest shot will go in and if you win in the mind even the, the keeper will be able to easily judge where you're going even if you struck it that good so i think he succeeded in doing that and sometimes it might backfire but for him i think it worked perfectly and making three ga- saves in a game is very very hard and uh, all credits to him i guess and opposite goalkeeper also i think ospina also had a pretty good game i think he kept him in the game uh, all the time and uh, yeah i think uh, that's pretty much it. one more thing i have to add is that uh, argentina also same thing i think they have to defend better and uh, Luis Diaz I think uh, like yeah even though he was like one of the top talents coming into uh, this tournament I think uh, some of you might have not known him before this tournament but like he was one of the brightest stars in this tournament I guess very very consistent for Colombia I think like you look at him and you'd want to see the game playing I think rather than other uh, Colombia players most of the time the game was 
not that good but uh, this guy was actually good in his game and uh, yeah so coming to the defending i think nicolas otamendi is still playing as a center back for them which uh, like it's a question like their uh, center back position is like very weak right now like uh, most of the other names i think uh, i think you might have heard of tagbe fico and the other two i think most of you might not have even heard of them that much but still they are not on par with uh, like some of the top teams and it is a bad thing but they are absolutely blessed in terms of attacking players like they are one of the best attacking players in the world period and uh, even in midfield they have much much better player but defense is has and uh, i think it has been an issue for them earlier and it's still an issue and uh, the fact that masharano retired few years back i think they haven't found uh, someone at the level of him also yeah so i think i think both teams in the final i guess uh, it's about whose defense is better i think both teams are attacks are potent i think they can do uh, stuff and yeah so should we just give off our predictions i think we have two games coming up one for the third place and uh, one for the final game yes yes so what first we'll uh, go to i think to the colombia versus peru the third place game so who do you think will win uh i think colombia will win it but i really hope that peru will win it because they have been brilliant throughout this tournament and they have been like the underdogs much like denmark of uh, the euros or czech republic of the euros that they are more like czech republic than denmark but they have literally punched way above their weight and i hope they upset colombia once so that i can at least have something to take back from this tournament which they have been really good at yeah yeah i would also like peru to win but uh I think uh, Colombia will have a slight edge over them I guess uh, it depends on who is more hard knocked after the game I think the semi finals game and who has the last bit of motivation because both teams uh, will come into this game disappointed that they couldn't reach the final I think Colombia it will be even more close because they lost by even the closest of margins I think the penalty shootout so we'll see I I think I think Colombia slightly has a bit more quality in them. I think even though they were not that good in the group stages, I think they had managed to put up good games in the knockout stages. And uh, I'd say I think if the game goes uh, nil-nil or something, I think definitely Colombia will win in the penalty shootout. So I'm going for penalty. Uh, Colombia winning either I think a one-nil goal or if it goes to penalty shootout. Yeah. Done. So coming to the final. so i think uh, uh, i don't know many people consider this one of the biggest rivalries in international football maybe uh, i think we can agree with them also i think it was like two of the other two of the most successful teams in south america and uh, in terms of trophies and terms of reputation everything and in terms of talents they produce so and it's a game which uh, many or most of many of us will be watching i think here the game is going to be live at 5:30 am in the morning so getting early in the morning some people might not even sleep in the night especially the fans of the teams uh, they might not have sleep i think and uh, yeah coming to the game um i'd say uh, as of now i think i'd give uh, brazil a heads up to this game i think um 
they didn't have to deal with any uh, penalties or extra time till now they managed to finish off the game within regulation time and uh, they haven't conceded in their last two games also any goals so and uh, yeah i think as far as that is concerned i think brazil uh, are my favorites to win it again and you never know if argentina uh, fixes their uh, defensive problems they can actually take the lead and defend properly they might go through but if they defend like they defended earlier games i think brazil has much better attack uh, than colombia i think the, front, the neymar uh, i think richarlison they are, they can shift around and they can trouble the uh, argentine defenders and this will be a heated contest also there might be a lot of fouls pushing shoving and uh, these these matches are known for that and uh, i think we'll see a good match i guess and uh, not i hope we don't see not much of interruptions in play and you definitely want that we just want free flowing football yeah i'm going with a 1-0 win for brazil you keep you keep forgetting we're talking about south american teams and teams which have a person called neymar <laughs> and it's not only because he's a good player and he get, keeps getting fouled he's also notoriously well known for his diving and all that <laughs> but without getting into that uh, let's talk about the final yeah so like jitu said it depends on which team has the better defense so in europe i keep saying it depends on which team uh bosses the midfield but here it's only about the defense because both teams have quality in attacking uh, maybe argentina more so than brazil but brazil have one key attacking player called neymar who i think should be more than enough to get them through but as usual their problem is sitting back and they have done it throughout the tournament if they've scored a goal early on they just sit through the rest of the game and somehow manage to win but i don't think that tactic is going to work out in this final game because both teams can attack really well and even a single mistake and all of their sitting back can go down the drain so i i hope that this might be a high scoring game where they just try to outscore each other uh, which uh, looks unlikely but i hope it it will happen but i still think it will be something like a 3-2 game or 2-1 game and brazil will come out on the top uh and it's not only because i'm a brazil supporter but it's because like jitu said argentina lack the quality in defense and i'm not saying otamendi is a bad player or whatever but that is the only recognized name in the defense and that's sad yes. if your only recognized player in the defense is nicolas otamendi it, it i don't know what to add to it like it's really bad and yes you might have players super subs like di maria who come in make chances you have a good striker like lotara martinez etc 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 but if you can't stop the other team from getting in behind colombia who were massively underperforming throughout the tournament they were literally living inside the argentinian half throughout the game and if a team like brazil who are definitely a step up in quality especially in the attacking terms make inroads there is literally no stopping them so Uh, i'm definitely going to say brazil is going to win this but uh, i might be surprised and i would want to be surprised because then it would be a good wake up call for brazil going into the world cup uh, but i'm pretty sure they'll win and yes yes let's go yeah definitely so we both predict brazil will win and one interesting fact i think the last time argentina lost a game was against brazil in the copa america uh, the one that happened in 2019 so coming on to the euros so euros we had uh, again two games that went on to extra time 
120 minutes full played one even went to the penalties i think uh, the pick of the games i think uh, we all have to agree i think italy versus spain i guess so much of tension in that game so much it could have gone either way in at any moment and uh, to be honest i think spain have actually impressed us a lot i think from the group stage i think we thought uh i think it would not work for them maybe they'll crash out somewhere in the quarters or round of 16 but they actually made it to the semis and they actually played much better than their last quarter final game they were so good at the ball and uh, i think they at least executed the plan up to the point i think the most important point i think up to the point of finishing the job i think that's where they lacked i guess and that eventually backfired them i think uh, i think no team has ever uh, i think uh, had passed like gone through two penalty shootouts and uh, qualified the next round i think that again repeated i think spain had survived i think against switzerland even though they were a little bit bad against switzerland compared to this game they made it through but this game even though they were much much better and uh, argue maybe the better team in this game also uh, they just couldn't make it through and uh, yeah all credits to i think uh, uh, maybe uh, we had some two goals okay uh, mind you we had some two brilliant goals even though it was just a 1-1 score line the goals were so good and there was the intensity is there you never feel bored in this game nothing is there no uh, not much of breaks in play and uh, the brief some of this game i'd say is like italy were actually sitting back most of the game and uh, spain had most of the ball so i leave to elijah to describe further on the game yeah so uh, first we'll talk about the continuity in the game kind of thing it is very important that point because it's quite under the radar i had told you that uh, the brazil versus peru game had almost 40 fouls in it guess what the italy versus spain game also had almost 40 fouls in it but there was not that much break there was not much gap in the continuity so that is the difference in the quality and in- intensity of the game in the in these tournaments so yeah moving on to the game itself yeah like i felt that Italy might have sat back and all that but Jitu had very technically pointed out that yes that is one of their oldest tactics and it's one of the oldest tactics in the book of any football team and so yeah that was a good plan and they executed it well and we have to appreciate that because the defense of uh, Italy is so damn old i think they would have started playing even before i was born or something like yeah. that like they are super old and they obviously couldn't keep up with the the likes and the speed of yeah yeah, yeah i would like to add the same point it's okay no you can continue like i was going to say the same thing i think if they had had a high line no, i didn't think of it that earlier if they had played a high line and if they had pushed up i think played attacking football i think they would have been got caught and i think they would have suffered because spain have very very fast players and technically good players who can just go past them and you have to look the they have uh, i think 30 35 year olds as their center backs right now and no matter how good they are they are not that fast they are known for not knowing uh, going too fast they known for their technical abilities and their uh, good tackling and all they can't keep up and if they had done this i think they would have suffered so i'd say i think they stuck to the their old uh, plan i think and they worked it out yeah i think i'm talking too much <laughs> Yeah so no, no no coming back to the game 
like jitu said they stuck to their plan and because they didn't have enough fast players especially in the back they stuck to that and it kind of worked for them and it also worked in their favor that spain had absolutely the worst finishes in the history of modern football and <laughs> i was talking on a community when alvaro morata missed his penalty he's an enigma and an enigma the term definition means a mystery or something that cannot be explained alvaro morata fits that perfectly he scored a sensational goal and then he missed a sitting penalty i don't understand how that happens it is the same person 30 minutes apart like how how i don't weird and uh, i think uh, a lot of credit should go to luis enrique there was no doubt about his quality because he was a treble winning coach with barcelona and all of that stuff uh, and if i get time to explain about that maybe sometime later i can uh, and he was brave in literally starting sergio busquets and pedri and all and an interesting fact pedri has played every single minute of football for barcelona the whole season and every single minute of football for uh, spain this uh, season like every game that he was available for he's played every single minute he's not even been subbed off and all and to put that into perspective he was signed as a 16 year old at barca he turned 17 and the season started and now he's 18 in yes. that amount of time he's played an insane amount of football some people only dream of such amounts of football so i think they should take care of him because if a young yeah, player definitely definitely uh, gets a injury now it might not be good for his career so uh, with the olympics coming up apparently barcelona asked to drop him from the squad or something like that game game i'm just getting sidetracked so yeah <laughs> uh, spain were really good on the ball and that you can expect because like uh, jitu had told us also it's not a surprise that if someone is playing spain that spain have more of the ball that's just how spain play and in this game also they had 70 and uh, italy had 30% of the ball but all credit to italy because whenever they had the ball they were making those chances they were making those threatening runs and uh, then also we have to also give credit to the spanish defense because uh, they were more or less potent to try and control the game and Sp- spain were playing a high line and they could afford it because they have fast players in their defense yeah, and true. a lot of credit should be yeah go Yeah, very true. I was telling yeah, about, uh, mainly I think about Jordi Alba only. I still wonder how he's still so fast, I think, even given his age right now. He's able to keep up with his players. He's always there. He I was, was always coming, coming to coming exactly that point. Yeah, he's always there. Even look at the game before, yeah. in the uh, quarterfinals also he's there. He'll come back. I think that wing When is... When you need him at the front, he's there at the front. When you need him at the back, he's also at the back. I don't understand how that happened. Mm-hmm. But good for me. Because he, when he plays for Barcelona, he links up quite well with Messi also. So, and that thing translates very well to the Spanish national team also. It doesn't matter. So, it's not only with who he plays. Yeah. Like, it's not that he only does it for the club and he can't do it for the country. Because even for Spain, he's played... Actually, he's played better for Spain than he's done for Barcelona. Because they have such a short time of... span of time to adjust to the new teammates understand their brain hey, and all of that so this is definitely commendable and uh, standout performance for me were danny almo obviously i think half hey, of the true. fouls that italy con- uh, uh, committed were on danny almo itself and uh, yes. yeah, i keep saying this every episode about at least one player i think a big money move is coming for danny almo <laughs> from out of leipzig to somewhere because he was simply too good on the ball he had the speed vision everything and that is very good to see in these young players and jordi alba of course was very good and uh, who else to add yeah obviously i cannot 
finish talking about this game without talking about the Kiesa goal. Absolutely yeah. insane. Out of nowhere. <laughs> Kiesa, dude, brilliance, absolute brilliance. And I, I don't know, like, if Italy managed to bottle this in the final, I would genuinely be surprised. But uh, when we talk about the final, maybe I'll tell you more about this. So yeah. that's about this game. I think that's all about. And all credits to maybe Gigi Dondruma also. I think he made a penalty save in regulation time, as well as a, a couple of saves in the um, shootout also. Even though he was not that good with this ball, he made some mispasses. Same with Unai Simon also. I'd like to mention something which I found a little bit funny. I think there were some instances when I thought he actually misjudged the ball. I mean, I mean, he's very good. Uh, keeper his reflexes are good short stopping is good at some point he's like I see what is he doing like so far away from his goal post and like he's completely misjudged and sometimes most of that time I think he got saved because the defenders were actually behind him and uh, they didn't capitalize him I hope uh, I think he learned something from this because if that would have turned into a disaster or some of sort he would have never been able to forget that so Something which I found a little bit funny that day. I think you can watch the highlights to get normal. So yeah, like moving to the next game, I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, one more thing I had to add about this was generally, whichever team starts the penalty shoot or takes the first kick wins. But going back all the way to the Argentina game, Argentina took the penalty second. That should be even more credit to Emiliano Martinez because... That first uh, save or whatever, that first kick is the most important because then the rest of the team knows how to perform. And like that is so much additional pressure when you go second. And if you saw the Italy or the Spain game also, Italy took first and they won. I'm not saying they won because they took first, but that is one among the that is among the biggest reasons why teams want to take the penalty first because generally they win. They know what is going to happen next or they know how much they have to do. So, yeah. Yeah, coming to the next semi-final, I think uh, England versus uh, Denmark. So, I think if you look at the stats, okay, you might be surprised oh, England were better or something like that. But uh, Denmark were actually playing very good football and they were continuing the same form. At, at least, I think, most of the game, I think. Maybe after the... Uh, we'll come to that. Okay. So, first... Uh, I... The first free kick to be scored in the Euros uh, this year, I think. And wow, what a great free kick. From, I think it was fairly long. Uh, I think it had fair distance from the post. And I think I also didn't expect him. Uh, like a guy, I think I've not heard of Damsgaard much. I think I've heard the name once here and there. And uh, for him to score such a good goal, that too in a uh, semi-final of a major tournament like Euro. It was uh, so brilliant and we might have thought maybe Denmark could act uh, like they would go to win. Then I think England piled up the pressure which eventually led to the own goal. I think Simon Kerr. I think there's not much he could do about it. I think uh, like we talked about earlier going I think long back to the Germany versus Portugal game. It's like if you put a ball in that area... It's like a confusion between the goalkeeper and the defender who's to take charge. And if you're a tiny bit late, no, anything could happen. So I think he had to put his foot in. Sometimes it might go up, but sometimes it will go inside the net. So I think uh, we can't blame him for that. And all uh, credits to that, I think I think it was uh, Bukayo Saka for 
I think he put in the cross. I think Sterling was just behind uh, KL. So even if he missed it also, I think he would have, I think he just touched his body and go in most probably. And uh, coming to it, it went to extra time. England kept on trying uh, again and again, I think. Uh, Denmark with very good uh, defending, I guess. And uh, they also had their fair share of chances very uh, close. I think also I have to give uh, credit to Kasper Schmeichel also. He kept very well. And uh, and when the, the entire game flipped, when you move into 104th minute uh, in extra time, uh, and I think it's uh, just uh, before I think the first period entered. So I can't call this the, that as a foul. It's it's uh, it's not a foul. It, it literally looked like some. Uh, he was already going to fall even before the defender made touch. And uh, even if there is slightest of touch, that is not enough to bring a player down. Definitely not. And uh, coming to that, there were a lot of things wrong with that time. I think uh, there was actually two balls in the pitch at that time and the referee should have stopped it before the challenge even happened. So, the referee didn't see that, VAR didn't see that. I don't know why the fuck they have VAR right now, they can't see these things. And apparently some other weird shit also happened. Some random guy was uh, shooting lasers into uh, the eyes of Kasper Schmeichel. Okay. That didn't affect him even though that was doing the way. I think they can't do much about it. They can ask to take the, retake the penalty on me. And I'm telling like what is we are doing? Like they're supposed to prevent stuff like this. And uh, I think I kind of feel bad for Schmeichel. I think he judged it correctly. Kane was Kane's finishing was not at all good that game. No matter how much you give credit for him, his finishing was bad. But everything else was good. He was holding the board well. He was uh, his uh, delivery into the box was good. But the main thing he was asked to do is finishing was not good. He missed the penalty. He did. He didn't score at first time. It was he was lucky that the goal uh, came directly at him and Casper Michael couldn't get up in time. And uh, some of these things, I think if the goal hadn't gone and I think maybe, who knows, maybe Denmark could have found somehow, the game would have gone to penalties, it would have finished anyway, anyone could have won it. So I think, uh, I think uh, it's one of very poor referee decision, I guess. And uh, it completely, I think, broke the hearts of all the Danish fans, maybe reaching their second ever final in the Euros. Yeah, over to you. Yeah, I'm also coming directly to the biggest talking point of the game the Mikel Damsgaard goal it was absolutely brilliant no 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 I'm kidding I'm coming back to the penalty only <laughs> <laughs> I that I know uh, many uh, YouTube doesn't uh, go to London and all that but I know that we have podcast listeners from England so please listen this is absolutely disgraceful from the fans when you do things like shining lasers into people's eyes and bull crap like that and one more thing like one more thing you i know you uh, england english fans hate germany okay it's understood you guys uh, the whole war thing something you can't forget why do you hate denmark for war they're like a peaceful country they mean harm no to anyone their fans are so peaceful like literally booing their anthem like who does that that's like cheap shit who does that? Like, do you like it when someone boos your anthem? Okay, I don't care if someone is listening or not. Okay, you have to change it. That's that's not right. If some England fan is listening, dude, if you consider yourself to be like some high level literate or whatever thing that is, this is the basic stuff. Like, you should respect another country's anthem. 
that's a basic thing and uh, i think no nobody does is at first time i'm hearing someone booing at another country i think e- even even if you go to like uh, countries which are not maybe are developed as england people don't do that they still respect oh it's a national anthem we'll, okay it's fine i, I don't know what to talk about we'll just want yeah so no 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 i am 100% sure we have listeners in the england in the england it seems in england because i keep seeing our analytics for our podcast i'm sure so there will at least be four five people listening to this this is for you i understand english fans and english fans from around the world from wherever you're listening this from i understand you are passionate you love your country you love your football all of that is done but when you celebrate things like that diving crap when you do things like shining lasers into uh, the keeper's eyes before he's about to take a penalty when you celebrate uh, trashy keepers like jordan pickford and when you keep the worst of all is like jitu said booing people's national anthem that is just not done and i don't understand i understand that ufa is a commercial organization and all of that but like their double standards are just out of the world there were two balls on the field why was play not stopped and what was var doing i don't understand you are having you had one job just one job all you do is spoil the game and generally it's disallowing goals now you are giving goals that do not exist like <laughs> i don't understand what var is doing what sick shit are they into i don't understand like and england in all fairness didn't need that they were playing exceptionally well they didn't need that crap to win the game they could have easily got they had so much more time left they could have easily gotten other chances to finish that is just not done and i i keep saying i don't like raheem sterling this is one of the main reasons like crap like this he managed to pull it off every every single time and it is just disheartening to see because denmark were really trying they were putting all their blood sweat tears heart whatever they have into the game and this is just not done and i just hope that english fans we understand how passionate you are we have indian cricket fans here so i understand the passion and all of that <laughs> but booing people's national anthem and shining lights into people's eyes and bull crap like that is just not done and like i remember my first tournament in i watched during my childhood was the world cup in 2010 and if bull crap like this was being pulled off back then and i knew about it i would not have been interested somewhere some in this world there are kids who are watching this specific tournament as their first tournament and if this is going to be their first impression about football i don't know where football is headed and it's it's just really sad but then again i have to talk about mikel damsgaard absolutely brilliant brilliant free kick and yeah harry kane i don't know why people are praising him so much yes he scored a few good goals this year i'm not talking about this tournament this year but this game he was definitely off if you are harry kane and you're playing on a harry kane level that is just not done how can you miss that penalty and he just got it off that rebound he was lucky michael didn't recover in time and for a team that has that much quality i think the first chance was when there was a hurricane cross to sterling which sterling yes. gave up midway i don't know what <laughs> bulkra that is why the ball is just like there you dive you jump you put your leg something no he just gave up <laughs> i hate that player so much 
and don't think i am racist i am dark in complexion <laughs> one of i i don't know people just assume that i am dark in complexion i like a, quite a few uh, players with mixed races and all of that thing so don't think that is the reason i just don't like raheem sterling in general like, it's like this move on i don't want to talk about this game i hands down this was the most infuriating game i have watched in my whole life whole life the most infuriating game this before this was the barcelona was this chelsea game and though i am a barcelona supporter i know injustice was done on that day mm-hmm. uh, what was that 2012 or something uh, i think yeah, so. no 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 it's uh, 980 this thing the treble season yeah okay yeah so yeah, 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 yeah correct correct 2012 yeah, it was some se- semi final or something i'm not wrong yeah yeah and i did not watch that live and all i watched it uh, when i started being interested in football only so yeah Yeah. So after that I think this was the game that I hated the most and but despite that I have to say this specific edition of the Euros is by far among the best tournaments I watched in my whole life the best tournaments I watched in my whole life hands down it was entertaining yes. it had all the elements underdog stories comebacks uh, miracles everything and so yeah yeah I think that's pretty much about the game and the fact that actually scares me is that Jordan Pickford might win the Golden Glove is around he has some five clean sheets right now. I mean that is like the most one of the most undeserved ones I've ever seen. He, he was literally horrible that game. I don't know what he was doing some random shit he was trying to the only thing he was doing was clearing the ball. Everything you come the ball to be clear. Okay I know you can do that in a level that is maybe in a second tier level or local football level you can do that. Okay I might be a, if I do that that's fine okay fine it's okay but you are a keeper playing in the highest level in one of the biggest tournaments and you play like that and still he manages to get all these clean sheets it's it's weird I hope but Donnarumma gets the uh, clean I have to clarify I have to clarify this that yes we wanted Denmark to win and technically we did support Denmark over England but we have nothing against England it's because of this crappy media and these overly passionate fans who keep hyping them up they are a very very good team but all this unnecessary hype is what makes people hate them uh, let's not get into that but yes Jordan Pickford thing people keep defending him saying yeah he does pull off good saves but his distribution is bad and guess what distribution is a very important part of goalkeeping too very true So throughout this tournament you could see how bad his distribution was and I every England game I watch I ask the people around me I'm like why is Dean Henderson not playing instead of this jackass <laughs> like why I understand Pickford might be senior but why he can do a way better job than this So yeah I don't want to start yeah, off with England I'll never stop his weird decisions probably same one of the reasons he's not starting Grealish and uh, Sancho most of the time yeah So I mean okay, we'll go on to the prediction prediction so the euro will be the literally the last game that is going to happen in like even both the competitions combined so it is a penalty meet I think after which we'll be moving on to maybe pre-season and club football will resume We do have some other tournaments. I don't know if you like us to cover those tournaments. Please mention in the comments. So we, there is the Olympic footballs coming up, and there is also uh, the Gold Cup also coming up. If you are interested in any of these competitions, please let us know. So we have the predictions: Italy versus England in the final of Euro 2020, which is technically happening in 2021. Uh, 
um the game is playing in uh, being played in wembley and uh, it will kick off will start at 12:30 am indian standard time and uh, for me i think uh, i would say italy will win and i want italy to win i don't know for some reason uh, i think maybe because of all this media hype and all and uh, maybe because of the toxicity i've seen from english fans something i'm not supposed to say i'm supposed to be a neutral person but yeah and also i think if it's that it's coming home bullshit isn't it yeah same thing that only that only everywhere i see like you could just can't like obviously like since most of us will uh, we don't have a hindi or uh, indian language uh, football channels that much we only we watch english football channels only like football pages in uh, instagram whatever it literally everyone is everything is like uh, it's coming home it's coming home literally because all our english channels and some english uh, oh, uh, guy will found it, find it and everywhere you can't open instagram nothing i literally did not open anything for uh, like 6 or 7 hours after the game and uh, yeah yeah so i was reading stuff on twitter and a few of these fan pages like liverpool exclusive fan pages and etc etc there were quite a few people saying that the dams guard goal should not have stood they should have disallowed that goal there's something about the wall being too close or extra players being there and all you blind jackasses there were two balls on the field when the raheem sterling penalty was given so that is okay but this isn't like the double standards <laughs> no the hypocrisy i don't understand dude yeah let's move on to the final yeah we went to the final so i'd say italy are uh, italy definitely have faced the tougher opposition definitely they've gone through a lot of shit i think uh, already uh, a couple of extra time uh, i think they've played a lot of exposure i guess they played belgium they played spain and even they played a very very good switzerland team which they had to go to uh, extra time so two games extra time one penalty shootout i think they literally experienced every aspect uh, in how a game is going to end in throughout this tournament every single as they had easy games they had tough games they had penalty shootouts they had extra time games everything they had a player uh, injured one of their key players injured and they still managed to bounce back and i think all this if they can uh, if they learned from every all of this if they had like save the information from this i think and they can put it up in the pitch and definitely think they are going to win but i'm not going for a huge score line i guess italy if uh, i think if you saw if they are going to do something like that in the last game i think they will do because england also have very fast very very fast uh, uh, wingers and forwards especially and uh, i think italy will be set, uh, sitting back and england will have more possession definitely so it, you are, if you are expecting an equal possession game i think you will not be getting it mainly because i'd say the italian defenders are not among the fastest and so they'll be looking to save energy and uh, they'll suck it up and you'll see some good uh, interchange and in, uh, in like in the counter attack i think so and definitely italy are lethal i think uh, England haven't faced an attack of this level till now since the tournament and they are very good especially the likes of Kiesa, Barella, Insigne all of these guys they can score uh, freaky long ranges also they don't even come to need to enter the box so and uh, yeah i think i am going for italy win wow it's taking a lot of time <laughs> 
yeah technically we are only supposed to cover like four games and we are already at 50 minutes so we had a lot to talk about today so coming to the game yeah i i am predicting an england win so it'll either go into the penalties in which england will win or england will just outscore them and win by i am i'm predicting something like a 2-1 or 2-0 win to england and it's primarily because of the same reasons that uh, jitu mentioned that italy have a slower defense and england have among the fastest attacking players i don't know in the whole world they are young they are fast they are lethal they have everything good midfield good attack so and they have a person called luke shaw who has gone mad since ole gunnar solskjaer has come into united so these are all the things that italy have to keep in consideration so it's going to be a battle of england's attack versus italy's defense which is why i think england will win the tournament it's because they have a clearly better attack than they clearly have a better attack than italy's defense and uh, i think uh, what should i say italy are going to have a really really tough time because england can control the game also really well they have extremely good midfielders so italy's only chances if they finish if they make the most of every chance they get which is very unlikely because no team on earth can score every chance they get and stuff like that so if they get around six chances if they can score at least one of them that should be a win in my books because it's really hard and i have not even started talking about how good harry maguire has been this tournament absolutely brilliant like he has been the reason why jordan pickford has kept so many clean sheets not because of jordan pickford it's because of harry yeah, maguire and john stones or whoever else plays alongside harry maguire that is the primary reason why england have not conceded and like especially at the beginning of last season everyone was like uh, maguire was a waste of money he has been a flop at united and all of that you look at what he's playing now he's insane he's playing on another level completely yes, so yes. overall england are the stronger side on paper according to me and judging by the recent form though they might have played boring games and all but they were able to hold off a good denmark side who were playing really well and so that is one of the reasons i believe that they might push and finally get a trophy after i don't know how long yeah yeah i think we have a uh, both contradicting uh, results to the final <laughs> let's see who which of us it is good now at least one of us will be correct <laughs> So you see, we, we, none of us like we don't hate England and all. It's just based on uh, like what we think about the game is going to happen. And uh, yeah, anyway, we'll get to know it uh, July morning here in India. Maybe uh, towards the night. In maybe if you're listening from U uh, US or Europe. So I think that's all we have. I think this. Uh, I think might be the maybe the second last episode. I think. uh we'll see if we can do an episode uh, before uh, like after the immediately after the copa final because there'll be a gap between that or we'll do it together we'll see uh, we definitely have the transfers episodes coming again this week so i think that will total about oh and for people who didn't know we yeah. are recording this at around 3:30 indian standard time yes on the 8th of july and sergio ramos has just been announced by psg so yes we've been right all along <laughs> and again all credits to roger mubin who has been helping us out with completely accurate news we told you before anybody else on the internet at least anybody else that we follow on the internet so yeah 
yes we, we like we're not going to post every single news but the news we post usually will actually come true and uh, till now i think since i think last 3 months or something we have been able to produce accurate news yeah do follow us on instagram i think that's all i have to say subscribe like hit the bell icon all those things and do follow us on instagram so this is jitu and for people for people who want to join our community be a part of all the conversations that we keep having on a daily basis the link is in the description just click on the whatsapp link follow our rules be what should i say civil and it's just mostly us guys from our medical college and our close circle so people who we know very well only so you don't have to worry about anything you can have safe conversations there it's a safe place to air your views we're not going to hate on you and all of that and most of what we talk about is opinions on on that and i wanted to before we finish Let me just open up our community and credit all the people who got the predictions right because before this pain was a Italy game I had asked for predictions and uh, sad to say Break. not even one person got it correctly <laughs> because no one predicted a one all yes. but there was one person brother Noah had predicted that Spain would beat Italy which didn't happen but Spain obviously played really well So all the people who predicted Italy would win I'm going to mention them now somebody a person called Jev Advet Gulati had mentioned it uh I think Pratik mentioned it uh Shalin mentioned it and obviously Jitu mentioned it and obviously I also said it some problem with my f- uh, network so WhatsApp is not loading but everybody who predicted that Italy would win congratulations and yes that's it Yeah so thank you for watching uh, our video or if you're here still now And yes, this is Jitu signing off. Uh, bye-bye. Bye.